Welcome to Holy Spontaneity. It's Cameron and Karen, and we're on a journey to find the Lord in the little moments of every day. So join us on an adventure of holy, spontaneous faith in otherwise normal lives. We're so glad you're here. I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, well, we can jump in and get started. Whitney, welcome to Holy Spontaneity. Um, so Holy Spontaneity started, well, the podcast started back in June, um, but the idea for the podcast came last December when Karen and I were awesome. um, traveling. We really just, we decided on a Monday that we wanted that weekend to go visit an old priest of ours. And so I dubbed it Holy Spontaneity because we were just going to go <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. We booked a hotel and went and saw him and hiked and um, really just let the Lord have his way with everything that happened that weekend. You know, we hiked on the side of a highway trying to get back to our car and we saw the most beautiful like nativity play um, in downtown Round Rock. So um yeah, holy spontaneity really took hold, um, and we decided that people should have the opportunity to have their own holy spontaneity moments um, and kind of journey with us on that. So um, it's yeah. something that had been on my heart for a while. So we decided to go ahead and do the podcast, and here we yeah. are. <laughs> yes, I love podcasts. Podcast host myself, so I'm totally for podcasts. I also love the fact that like you can consume good and like holy content that are like fun conversations while you're doing ordinary things like the dishes yeah. and cleaning, like doing like ordinary things that we most of the time don't really want to do like those chores, you know, and be able mm -hmm. to like fill up our cups through conversation. And it's almost like a community when you're listening to a podcast, you just get a okay. kind of like bombard a, a conversation between two people. <laughs> so I love it. Yes. yes. I, I also, I don't know when I like got really into podcasts um, several years ago, though, definitely during college um, when I just wanted to fill my head with something other than thoughts of school. Um, and so yeah. I, I sought out amazing Catholic podcasts and I do listen to yours. Um, uh, it's called Abundantly <laughs> Yours, and it is a wonderful <laughs> podcast. And I love all of your guests. <laughs> um, Thank so you. Great to listen to. Um, so plug for Whitney's podcast there. Um, so, yeah, so I would love to go ahead and jump in and get started. Um, this yeah. week's podcast is on comparison, which mm -hmm. is a really um, can be a really heavy, hard topic for people to to think about because I I think we've all experienced um, the the thief that is comparison in our lives, um, and so I wanted to dive into why comparison is considered a thief of joy yeah yeah it totally is it really is when we when we're in the season of um i like to kind of if i notice myself so kind of starting with a personal experience so like i notice myself when i'm in a season of like inconsistent prayer or rockiness on my foundation with christ like i fall into comparison a lot easier than i would if i was like entering into prayer multiple times a day right and so like when I'm not consistent in prayer, then I start to um, comfort myself in other areas, right? Like we lean to our phone, we lean to watching movies or 
eating food or whatever that is we all have that kind of like comfort and I feel like for a lot of like women our age kind of can like relate to like the grabbing Instagram and just scrolling like scrolling reels for entertainment right and so it's easy to compare ourselves to um, all these like hundreds of thousands of people that we encounter just in a month through scrolling through reels an hour a day like we are encountering so many pages and we see oh she has that that person has that and I need that and um, I'm not going to be happy until I get this and it's like I notice when I don't have this steady relationship with Christ, like our eyes are focused on something that's not God. Like God should always be our our first focus, um, first priority every day. And so when we um, start to compare ourselves or um, become jealous of other people, that's when um, joy is not abundant in our lives, right? Like we are just <laughs> it's almost kind of like the down in the dump moments of like, why do I feel like this? Like what is happening? Like, and if you sit back and look at it, it's probably, you know, feelings of comparison or um, just feeling like you're not good enough because um, kind of tying back into the com- comparison being the thief of joy is God is truth, beauty, and goodness, and therefore he's the source of eternal joy. So that's where we're going to be the most joyful is when we can be rooted in him. So, um, and that same thing with me, I've experienced so much joy when I can just like, be chill with the Lord. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree 100% because I, you know, um, for me, a lot of the times in college, it was always that desire of um, uh, seeing women who, you know, they were older than me, um, but loving that desire of wanting to be a mom, wanting to be a wife, all that sort of thing, like, especially for me. Um, And I think that the comparison crept in is like, Cameron, you're 23. You don't have a lot of time. Everyone else around you is in serious relationships or um, they're engaged or they're married or I have several friends that have babies and are are still having babies. yeah. And so for me, that really hit me hard. And um, same with definitely, you know, Instagram. Instagram can be a really beautiful place for like the Catholic faith to be shared. Um, and I utilize it as a tool like that as well. Um, yeah. But I've also been sucked into the whole, my life isn't like theirs. If only my life was like theirs, that would be such a beautiful, it's, and it's a beautiful desire. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Um, but it becomes really twisted when we use it in a way that's comparing our lives, like our current stage of life mm-hmm. to those who are in a different stage of life. Yeah. And it's beautiful that some of my friends are married and have children already. Um, and it's also beautiful that I'm not in a relationship at all. Um, and, you know, but I think that's been something that's been really hard for me to accept. Um, and it has been a thief of of joy like in my life when I let that kind of comparison take over it really is almost a hopeless feeling of you know why not why not yet why not me why not this person why not that person um so I that's why I you know I really wanted to talk on it um especially as being a thief of joy and then going into like the practical steps of how do we how do we catch ourselves falling into that comparison um you know when we notice it what 
what do we do? What, what should we do? Because as women, especially, we are so prone to comparison. I mean, it's just, it's just in our nature to be like, yep. Oh, that I want that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Agree. As a woman, it's so easy to just, we get inside of our heads. Um, we've all heard the term, like we are our own worst critic, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're constantly just like, I don't know, bringing ourselves down. Um, and so kind of like, yeah, how do we identify when we're falling into this? So I kind of like came up with three steps as I was preparing. And um, so the first thing is to identify it. So I know you kind of mentioned that. So we first have to identify where are you experiencing comparison? Who are mm -hmm. you comparing yourself to? What thoughts are arising when you experience comparison? So um, I notice I experience comparison a lot when I'm on Instagram too much. Um, when I get into this mentality of being impatient with God and being like, God, this is my desire, fulfill it now. Like, yeah. and I'm sure so many people have felt that, whether it's a relationship, a job, um, you know, even discernment of wearing, where to go to college or things like that of like, why? And then you get on Instagram and you see, um, you know, maybe you follow 500 people and of those 500 people, they're all in different seasons and all living in different vocations. So you see the mix of married life, you see the mix of um, dating single, um, all those different sorts of things on Instagram. And we get on there and like, everyone has everything, God, why don't I have this? And we get all temperamental with Jesus. And we're like, just almost like, I, I like to picture it as like, like having your hand on God's throat of like, not letting him like, do anything you're just like so mad at him you're just like ready to strangle him right like we all get so tense um when we're experiencing this comparison because we feel so worthless right we, we make ourselves feel that way because of falling into this so um the second step i have is pray with that so what what feelings are arising um when you're experiencing this you know are you feeling unworthy um are you feeling you know all sorts of those different feelings that arise with comparison. I'm not good enough, or God's never gonna love me enough to give me that, or all these things. And so, um, you know, ask the Lord for those graces to see the joy, to see the fruits in your life. Because we have to, um, kind of moving into my third step or my third point here is to be aware of the blessings that are around you. Um, I notice a lot when I'm living just the mundane or living, going through the motions of like, get up, go to class, <laughs> come back home, work, homework. I don't want to be doing homework. So I just get like, sometimes just angry with myself because I'm like, I'm tired of this, <laughs> you know? And then like, just our day-to-day -day life, right? We get so just in the routine of it. It almost just becomes a habit of like, okay, it's life. What's next? But God is doing something every day in our life. Like God does things on the Tuesday nights and the Thursday mornings. He does things that you know, like any time of day. And that's something I've been praying for the grace to like see God on the Monday mornings, right? Mm. Um, and so like, yeah, majority of the time when we're falling into comparison, we're numb to our own world around us. So um, when you start to think comparison thoughts, stop whatever you're doing, whether you're on Instagram, whatever it is, um, and thank God for five things in that moment. <laughs> you know, like developing this attitude of gratitude it's going to help us look beyond comparison because we're going to be thankful for what God is giving us. You know, like just simple things for me is like, I have a house, right? I have an office, I have a place to work, right? Like something as simple as that. And like, um, you know, like my podcast, my prayer, when I started that again, back just in September, I was like, Lord, I just want this to be received by as many women as possible. Um, and let it be that. And it has been incredibly received by so many women across the world. And so, um, 
seeing that instead of being like, oh, well, this business has, you know, maybe makes more money or she has, she's full time and she can employ five people where right now, you know, like my business is just still me doing business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming back to our own kind of the whole full circle moment of like, what do I have that God is giving me that I need to be thanking him for? Um, so yeah, kind of just a lot of different things, but, um, identify it, pray with it, and then become aware of the blessings around you, I think are kind of just some practical things to work through comparison. Those are beautiful. And I've definitely, um, you know, when I catch myself in comparison, it's okay. It usually it's on Instagram. Um, you know, like you said, and so, and you know, Instagram, like I said earlier, is a tool and can be used well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also necessary for me to use for, you know, a couple different reasons, like for this podcast and, um, you know, sometimes for keeping up with people that I honestly just, you know, I haven't been able to keep up with any way else. Um, But I, you know, I'll catch myself, I'll put the phone down and I'll immediately go to prayer. Um, And a lot of times catching those um, comparison thoughts, I combat that with the St. Michael prayer um, because it's telling, you know, all that evil to get out of the way Um, because comparison is not, you know, those, those thoughts of worthlessness, those thoughts of, you know, God doesn't want anything good for me. um, And, you know, there's, there's nothing good coming or things like that. Those are not of God and those feelings of fear as well of, um, you know, of your desires not being seen or or heard or met. um, Those are not of God. And so immediately going to prayer, like you mentioned, um, and then, yeah, reflecting on, okay, well, what's made me feel like that? What's the desire that's beneath all of that? What is the longing? Um, And, and, I've also been stopping and um, especially towards the end of the day, just, okay, what are things that I'm grateful for today? The smallest things that I'm grateful for. Um, and for me, a lot of that is I woke up today. Like, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, I get home from work and that's the only thing I feel grateful for is I woke up today and I got home safely. And that's okay. You know, it takes sometimes those little tiny bits. Yes. Of um, yeah. And then you can thank him for, for the bigger things. And then one of the other things that I've been seeing a lot, I should, I should practice it more to be completely <laughs> honest. I don't practice this enough. Um, but praying to God as though he's already fulfilled the desires of your heart. Yeah. And when I first started, um, hearing that and that started popping up all over every part of my life um it was kind of a kick in the gut to me because i'm not doing that i'm i'm definitely not praying as though he's already answered my prayers Mm -hmm. i'm praying almost lackluster as if he won't answer my prayers so definitely um Definitely realizing that the desires of my heart will be met because they were placed there by him. I just may not be on the exact timeline that I want them to be. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, And a kind of an image that I like to use with this kind of like circumstance, like kind of you were explaining is 
um, I have a crucifix ahead, like right here. <laughs> I keep it on my desk. Um, yeah. And um, I've, you've probably also seen, I guess you can see it right there, the print from Just Love Prince. Yeah, it's just a picture of the girl hugging Jesus. Yes, yeah, I love him. And so, um, yeah, she's awesome. And so what I think of, okay, so when we approach Jesus um, in prayer, are we going to look at Jesus in the eyes or are we going to look behind him and see what's next because that's all we want is god what's next like here i am i'm like looking at you but i got one eye on you and one eye behind you right like so often like i went through a season of my life where i would just pray because i wanted something you know like we just like i'm like lord i just want this like please or lord i don't want to do this homework like why am i in this season like just like not wanting to be or what's next what's next or um you know like as simple as we always hear like when you're in middle school all you want to do is be in high school when you're in high school all you want to do is be in college when you're in college all you want to do is graduate and be married when you're married all you want to do is have kids and then when you know like it's just constant cycle of what is next in my bible study we've been talking about this of when we're living in the what's next mentality we can't live in what god is calling us to today we can't identify those blessings so if we're struggling with comparison we can even identify where he's already working in our lives. You know, the oh simplest God. of things of, you know, if someone's sending me a message on Instagram saying they love my podcast, that for me is God showing up and reminding me this is why I'm doing this is because I'm spreading the Holy Spirit. You know, the Lord is working through me and that's my goal. And so, um, you know, kind of if we're, if we're constantly like, Lord, what can I do next? What's next? You know, like, um, I was trying to like kind of, so I'm trying to like put this together so it makes sense. Um, we have these desires on our heart, right? And so we can't just sit back in a chair and say, Lord, like let everything happen. Like we have to be a tool with um, kind of like the hands and feet of Jesus and do what he's calling us to do. And through that, our desires will be filled. We can't just like sit back on vacation and say, Lord, do this. Like I'm not going to put effort into our relationship. So just do this for me because that's what I want. Like it's not yes. how it works, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> And, you know, it's, it's funny because I, um, I, I keep hearing these two kind of almost conflicting statements. So, you know, the Bible verse of, you know, just, just be still and let the Lord fight for you. Um, and then the other one, uh, it's not a, a Bible verse, but more of a saying that says, um, the Lord can't turn a parked car. So just take a step. And, um, I've been kind of like battling with these two, you know, like, when am I supposed to put myself out there and say something and let the Lord turn me? And when am I supposed to be still and let him fight? And I think actually what you just said kind of blew my mind a little bit because what the Lord's asking us to do is not to try to take control of things and, and take a step towards anything other than him but also not just sit there and not grow a relationship with him. He's asking us to get in the car and turn it on and, and start moving, but he yeah. wants us to be moving towards him. Yeah. So yep. it's, it's not just sitting and waiting and it's not just trying to take control of it and, and move somewhere and hope he turns us. It's we need yeah. to start moving towards him and we can yep. rest in knowing that moving towards him is going to strengthen our relationship with the Lord and yield absolutely beautiful fruits for centuries to come, you know? Yeah. I'm John 15 is kind of like my thing right now. Yes. 
Yes, I love John 15. So if anyone wants a John 15 Bible study, I have one for free on my website, <laughs> uh, along with the podcast to go with it. I like literally the Lord has won my heart over with this. Um, we kind yeah. of like almost had a little mini, mini reconversion with um, with this passage of um, just I don't know, going through the motions in the, over the summer and like mm -hmm. um, kind of to give a backstory. Like, may I moved home from college. Um, in June, my fiance moved into our apartment <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I moved the majority of my stuff while I was still living with my parents. And mm -hmm. then July, we got married and then he, I moved in with my husband. And then, <laughs> then I was like, okay, you know, go on your honeymoon, get back, transition into this life. Then college started again. And it was just a lot. There was a lot of just stress unknowns, a lot of what is happening. Like, I, I love this. This is what I've been praying for. But like, God, like what? <laughs> you know, kind of mm -hmm. like hard to believe it came true. Like this desire that I had. Um, yeah. And I actually chose John 15 as my like chapter of the year in January. Basically, my point to this is I wanted to read um, just like a couple of verses out of it. So starting with John 15, 4, it says, remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch can er cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine. So neither can you <laughs> unless you remain in me. Um, and then it goes on to say in verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. Mm. Like, how simple is this? Like, this is one passage of the Bible, right? One chapter. And that was two verses of that one chapter. God literally cut and dry says, if you remain in me, build a relationship with me. One, you're going to bear fruit. So you're going to be living the most joyful, fruitful life we could ever imagine. Like, sign me up please <laughs> and then two we can ask god for whatever we want so we can ask god for these big desires these big dreams we can say lord like i want this so bad like like here you go and you fulfill this in your time and in your way and so mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> and then right. the last verse to kind of reinitiate this is 16 wow. is it is not you who chose me but i who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Like, once again, reiterated that, like, simply living a relationship with Christ is going to bring us eternity, the best life we could ever ask for, <laughs> and the most joy, you know? And that's really beautiful because it's, he's not saying, you know, just, it's not, God's not magic. You know, it's not, oh, I'm going to ask for this and it's going to pop up in front of me right now. We live in a culture of... um instant gratification and that is not how god works because he's outside of time and he yeah. has this will and he has this plan um but i love especially that jesus is saying you need to remain in relationship with me and then you yeah. can ask the father of anything that you desire yeah. you know you have to remain in relationship with me so yeah we need to be moving towards <laughs> towards the lord and <laughs> yeah um, yeah and 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 yeah, absolutely trust that whatever you ask for, big things, small things, whatever, um, will be granted because you're you're living yeah. in relationship with the Lord and you're yeah. constantly yeah. striving towards sainthood and keeping relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> yes. So um I wanted to chat about any saint friends that we might have that can help us with comparison. Um, but as I was thinking of this, I was also thinking of one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite parts of the joyful mystery is the second, um, 
mystery, which is the visitation. So Mary visiting Elizabeth while they're both pregnant. Um, and I wanted to kind of touch on that passive just a little bit. And I'm picking this one from Luke. So this is Luke chapter one, verse 39. Um, actually, I'm going to start at 41. So when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb and Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit cried out in a loud voice and said, most blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Um, and I've always really loved the visitation and I wasn't exactly sure at first how it was going to tie into comparison. But then I started thinking about Elizabeth, how in her very old age she conceived, how long she waited. And then Mary, who didn't ask for this to be yeah. unwed at the time, pregnant with not Joseph's child um, and going through trials of her own. And how when they met, it wasn't Elizabeth saying, look at you getting pregnant so young, how lucky are you? And it wasn't Mary saying, how lucky are you to have a, a husband that, you know, you're carrying your husband's child and not God's child. Um, yeah. They were coming together and, and Elizabeth was saying, blessed are you, blessed is the fruit of your womb. And, and you know, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. So there wasn't an ounce of comparison in these women. They were in completely different stages of life, even though they were pregnant at the same time with John the Baptist and Jesus. Um, and I, I just loved that, you know, Mary's very, Mary's very special to me. I did my consecration to Jesus through Mary this year. Um, so Mary's very special to me, but I didn't, I don't even think I, I cared I don't want to say not cared, but, you know, I, I hadn't really looked into much about Elizabeth. And um, so when I was thinking of this question, um, the visitation came to mind and I was like, how beautiful is it that she waited so long that, you know, instead of instead of looking at Mary and being like, well, look at you, you know, you you got pregnant super young. You have this really great husband, all that sort of, you know, um, she immediately went into praising the Lord. Um, and so I'm going to start that off by saying that, Elizabeth, I'm going to start reading your stories a lot more because how beautiful yeah. your faith, Elizabeth. So yeah. any, any I love friends? that. <clears throat> yes. Okay. I love the visitation. God keeps yes. like pushing this in my life. And I'm like, okay. Like, because I literally yeah. was like, kind of just starting with like, okay, Lord, like, where do you want me to keep diving into? And it's that. Yeah. Um, so kind of like the first in, um, time that I had thought about it was my sister had her baby um, two months ago. Mm. And so when I first held him, I, I'm pregnant as well. And so I was holding Dawson, her son, and I was just holding him like, oh my gosh, like what was it like in that moment when Mary and Elizabeth were together at the visitation? Mm. You know, what was that like when they could feel, because I um, am almost to the point where I can start to feel the baby move a whole lot, <laughs> halfway there, but we're getting there. So um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's like, what would it have felt like to feel that joy, you know, and to recognize that joy that was within their children that were within mm -hmm. their womb, who physically couldn't see each other, but could recognize their presence, you know? And so I love visitation as well, <laughs> a lot. Mm -hmm. um, 
I kind of did a lot of, I personally, um, I didn't go to a Catholic school growing up. And so um, learning about the saints is kind of all on me. And so I, mm -hmm. um, two saints that I kind of, um, actually three. So Google, like when I was Googling saints that are kind of like struggling with this or who's a patron of this. So St. John the Evangelist is the patron saint against jealousy. Um, I didn't dive too deep to find someone against comparison, but jealousy and comparison go hand in hand, in my opinion, like 95% of the time. <laughs> so St. John the Evangelist is someone to get to know if you really, really struggle with jealousy. Um, and then St. Elizabeth of Portugal was one that um, struggled with comparison and um, envy a lot. Um, and so I just pulled this quote from a like PDF that I found online. Um, so these couple sentences are not mine. So it says, St. Elizabeth once struggled with being jealous of others and could not share in their joy or good fortune. Elizabeth was a Spanish princess who was given in marriage to King Dennis of Portugal at the age of 12. When her conversion happened, she began to share in the joy of others and she was ever jealous of someone, she kept it to herself. So I kind of was just skimming over this because I didn't have a lot of time. Um, and so um, she, her husband was not, I don't think a good person. Like, I think he was very, um, I don't know if evil is the right word, but I don't know. It's a story to look into if you guys are interested. Um, but she was someone who struggled with this. And so, um, yeah, I didn't have time to dive super deep into that. Someone I personally love to look to is St. Teresa of Sioux. Um, she's yes. kind of been like my buddy this year. Um, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because her desire for Jesus from such a young age was so strong. Um, and I personally believe that if we can give all of ourselves to Jesus, um, unite ourselves to Jesus, just as like you think of like a husband and wife, right? Like, but uniting ourselves totally to Jesus um, and just living a life totally in love with him, that desire of like, Lord, I want to love you. Like you mm -hmm. love me more than the love I've ever experienced on this earth. And like really dwelling in that, like how much does God love me? Like it kind of mm -hmm. just makes me like, like cry sometimes and like god loves me more than my husband loves me and my husband loves me so much like he would do anything for me right and yeah. so like same thing with anyone else in your life like god can love a million like god times more than anyone else can <laughs> um and so i think like saint Therese for so many of her things that she did um like the, her little way and um mm. i just she's awesome i also have a saint Therese novena <laughs> um journal for free on my website as well um that I wrote, um, I just, I just love learning about her. She just kind of been like, I don't know, I don't know, besties with me. She's kind of just been like on my shoulder of like, you just need to recognize those little things in your life. Kind of going back to how I mentioned, like becoming aware of our own blessings. So becoming aware of the things we already have in our lives. These little things that God is giving us, that's making us the saints that we yeah. are wanting in deep desire to be, right? Like, I hope we all have the desire to be a saint. And so recognizing yeah. that we can just start with these little things in our life. Like, we don't have to go, um, just Mother Teresa's like, don't, um, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Like, mm -hmm. just as simple as that, loving your family, right? <laughs> um, yes. So just these simple things to sainthood of, where is God calling me today? Not tomorrow, don't worry about your entire life, right? Like, we see these saints in their entirety, right? Um, every saint that we uh, know, every you know person in the Bible, we see their their lives in majority of the entirety. Obviously, we don't know every nitty gritty detail, but we're like, this is how they became a, became a saint. Now I have to like figure out the plan how I'm gonna do that for every day of the rest of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so coming back to the sim simplicity of it and being like, 
starting your day in prayer and saying, Lord, excuse me, how can I be a saint today? How are you calling me to sainthood today? Um, and being able to live in that where he's calling you. Um, mm-hmm. Because I also think that um, reduces comparison too. Um, because we're following where God is calling us, knowing and rejoicing in the fact that this is where he wants us to be. Um, but yeah, so St. Charles is awesome. <laughs> um, and so along with Elizabeth, that's so cool. I love how you tied that all together. But um, you could probably talk to any saint with any co- um, any topic that you wanted to, really. <laughs> so <laughs> They're all there. All, all they want to do is, is keep praising and worshiping God yeah in heaven and they're they're up there like please ask me for intercessory prayer <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. they yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah okay so my next question is kind of tricky but it's asking about if there can be a healthy kind of comparison is that even possible yeah, yeah. I love where you put this question. I love this because it ties into exactly what I was going to say um, to answer this. So absolutely, there can be a healthy comparison, right? Um, so a couple examples. So um, for example, like we might have role models in our lives. We might have um, you know, people we look up to. And so we can compare in the sense of um, like something that I wrote is so we can compare ourselves to a saint and the definition of kind of like, do I struggle with something that they struggled with? You know, so say like um, St. Elizabeth and struggling with jealousy. So can I look up to her and how she, um, how her conversion went to, um, you know, better, be better at not comparing myself to others. Did that make sense? Um, so mm-hmm. like, what did these saints do to combat this thing that maybe we struggle with, right? So um, kind of, I don't necessarily even like to call it comparison in a way, but like kind of like seeing okay, how did they do this? And how can I learn from their actions? Because I believe Mm -hmm. that's what the saints are here for us to do. And so to kind of give more of a personal example, uh, I'm entering into the season of motherhood and preparing my heart to like, welcome my baby, right? Like to meet my baby. And so I'm like, okay, like, I have to be a mom, Um, kind of like a scary thing, not gonna lie, like, well, like this tiny little newborn is gonna be entrusted to my husband and I's care. And so as I desire to grow in virtue so I can be the best mom, um, I look to Mother Mary for, because she's the perfect woman and the perfect mom. So how can I compare how I'm living my life to the virtues Mary possesses, right? So um, we know Mary's 10 um, virtues. I do not know them off the top of my head, but I know one that stands out to me a lot is patience. Um, and so how did Mary live out patience and how can I better live patience out in my life? So. I don't know if it's necessarily like healthy comparison or if it's more so like looking at these people who walked before us and learning from their life um, in the way that they, um, you know, maybe were redeemed from, you know, comparison. How, how was St. Elizabeth of Portugal redeemed from this life of jealousy, right? Um, and kind of learning from the ways that God has previously worked in the world and how he's previously, um, you know, done huge things in people's lives. So that's kind of how I view healthy comparison. I'm not sure if you'd have a like, a thought on it too but um yeah that's kind of that's kind of what i thought i guess no that's that's definitely where i i wanted to touch on with that question yeah. for sure is is um i think role, role models and um 
just people in general that you look up to or the stages of life that you desire can be a good thing when it doesn't turn into um, envy. And I think that there's definitely a fine line between that and you have to be careful if that's all you surround yourself with. But I, because I think that there's a, be a beauty in surrounding yourself with people who are of the same stage of life as you. Um, and also it's just helpful. But I think that um, a sense of self-comparison can be very healthy. Um, and that's kind of what I, what I wanted to, to move into because I wanted to talk about the difference between self-comparison and comparison to others. Because self-comparison, um, as long as it doesn't, again, go into a thing like envy, like, oh, I, you know, I, I, wish I was as skinny as I used to be when I was 16 yeah. years old, you know, things like that. So self-comparison, however, um, in a growth mindset can be very healthy um, and really, really good. So when you focus more on, and we've talked a little bit about growth mindsets on this podcast before, we've, we've very briefly touched on it. Um, yeah. But when you put yourself into a growth mindset, self-comparison of, okay, how can I be better today? Um, and it can be something as simple as I was grateful for one thing yesterday. I was grateful to wake up yesterday. Let me be grateful for two things today. Um, and that's a growth yeah. mindset. That's that's healthy self-comparison uh, because we as Catholics do not want to stay lukewarm. That's yep. terrible. It's nope, terrible. We no do not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being in that, <clears throat> being in that growth mindset and having that self-comparison of how can I be striving more towards sainthood today than I was yesterday? Um, and, you know, everything kind of goes with like, sometimes you do take one step forward, two steps back. And sometimes you take 10 steps forward and one step back. Um, mm -hmm. But it's really that striving for sainthood and that self-comparison, setting goals um, and changing your yep. mindset into a growth mindset that I think is is really healthy and it's really going to push you and encourage you during whatever stage of life that you're in. Yes. So. Yeah, I love that. And spinning right off of where you just left off. Um, so self-comparison, yeah, is, can be a very good thing until we get to this moment where we have this goal set for ourselves. So maybe that's losing five pounds. Maybe that's reading the Bible in a year. Maybe that's um, making X amount of money a month. Okay, like these are mm -hmm. things that we shouldn't idolize but when we get to this goal that we have set right um in that moment we're like wow that's all i felt like we're expecting this big huge trophy on the shelf feeling right we're like oh my gosh when i just get here like this is going to be the best and then you get there and you're like that was not like what like i had this goal but why was i like you know it just doesn't feel good enough or doesn't feel big enough right so yes. it can get unhealthy in the fact of when we start to you know we're accomplishing these things and not giving God the glory because we accomplished that. Like, you know, five years ago, you might've been so proud to know you have a full-time job, you know? So like in college, you might be like, I don't want a full-time job, right? Cause college is hard. Um, and so getting out of college and you have a full-time job, you're like, okay, like now I have to go to work every day. But like, <laughs> it's kind of just this constant, this cycle, right? Of yeah. um, this isn't good enough or big enough. So instead of, I think it comes back to the attitude of gratitude and giving God the glory when we achieve these things um, 
or say for example you just have a simple goal of praying the rosary 30 days in a row and you miss one day god is not gonna kill you for that like he rejoices in the fact that you pray the rosary right right back up there's some days i don't finish it i fall asleep as i'm doing it but you know what Mm -hmm. my guardian angel finishes it for me the saints finish it for me like it's okay i can just i can do another one tomorrow um yeah yeah i completely agree and it's it's okay for example i'm i'm going back into the the desire of like marriage and motherhood since that's a personal thing for me um i am not of the belief that being married is going to fulfill me or make me happy or anything like that you know i there was probably once a time when i was like 17 that i was like yes that's i'm gonna find my other half first of all there's no such thing as as another half because you are whole and they are whole and you become one person as a whole together um but you know now i'm i'm in this stage of of i i work a full-time job and I'm living in the city and I am single and I still desire marriage and motherhood. Um, but I don't believe that it's going to make me happy or fix all of my problems. I don't idolize it. Like it's, it's something that I desire. Yes. And do I get sometimes like that kind of sad and like hopeless feeling about it? Sure. You know, I, I do. Um, but at the end of the day, God is the only one who can fulfill me. Jesus is the only one who can bring me true happiness and not even happiness, but joy. So I understand that I'm not putting my, my whole entire hopes and dreams into being married because that's, or being a mom, because there's, there's sanctification that comes along with that as well, where it doesn't mean your life is going to be beautiful and, 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 you know, perfect and Instagram worthy all the time. Yeah, it is, yeah. it's going to be hard and it's going to take sacrifice. And it's a completely different kind of sacrifice that I know right now. I don't know what that kind of sacrifice is going to look like for my life. If, and when I do get married and have kids, you know? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, that's, that's where self-comparison and that, and that growth of, well, my goal is just to get married and have kids. Well, once you hit that goal, like, okay so your goal was just it's such a what's next mentality yeah exactly exactly so um and that's why that's why that growth mentality is so much healthier than a what's next mentality because growth is you know your personal relationship growth with god and that means that you can handle those hard um and very different sufferings and trials that come with something that Maybe you thought was going to fulfill you or make you happy or something like that. And it's not. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that a lot. And I think um, something that I'm taking my own advice on this. (laughs) Um, And I've even kind of said this on other podcasts that I've done for mine. I think, I don't know. I've done Mm -hmm. so many. (laughs) Um, And so like at the end of our day, um, I'm a morning person right now. <laughs> the end of the day, I just like, today's not bad because I had coffee um, and caffeine. So we're thriving right now. <laughs> Usually at <laughs> six o'clock, I'm like, want to just go to bed, but I'm doing good right now. Anyways, what I'm saying here is at the end of our day, um, like typically I do my morning, my prayer in the mornings. Um, typically like I sit down and pray rosary, um, 
just kind of pray however the Lord is calling me to that day um, and not overcomplicating it. So take that as advice too. Don't overcomplicate um, prayer. Um, but where I'm going here is at the end of our day to do a self-reflection. Um, so how did I do today? You know, did I, how can I learn? So kind of this self-comparison idea of what did I do good today? What did I do bad today? And what am I taking with me tomorrow? Right. Mm. Um, and so kind of learning from like, or where did God show up today? That's a question that I love to dwell upon because I, my brain goes so fast because there's so much going on in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. It's something I'm trying to slow down, but life just keeps going. Um, and so, um, yeah, like where did God show up today and how can I thank him for what he gave me today? You know, yeah. was that 15 minutes of just time to lay in bed and rest for a little bit? Or was that um, 30 minutes to cook a meal and, um, you know, eat supper with my husband? Or what were these little things that he did? Or even just like I mentioned earlier of like someone sending me a message on Instagram saying that they loved this podcast episode of like, that's God showing up reminding me that this is where I'm called to serve, right? And yeah. so um, these little things that God does or um, just the way that God provides, like God's providence is incredible. Um, and all of these instances that I'm talking about is just proof of God providing for me, you know, a mm. meal, um, you know, providing me reassurance, providing me these things. And so, yeah, when we get to the end of our day, um, I think it's also kind of like will help reduce comparison. And if you just kind of get to the end of the day, um, find, you know, talk about what you did good. What did you do good that day? What did, what went well? What did you rejoice in? What were those joys? And then what, what, could you have improved on that day? You know, maybe it was patience with a classmate who's asking you a question on an assignment. Um, you know, all these different things that we could have done better at and learning and then taking that to prayer and saying, Lord, let me do better at this tomorrow. Help me to grow and give me the grace to be more patient tomorrow. You know, because um, I truly do believe that's how we're going to, you know, one, get our, keep our identity rooted in Christ because we're always going to be wanting to move forward and receiving those graces from God. Um, but to them, we're not constantly looking outward at everyone else. We're kind of like, I don't like to think like a, a, a me mindset because we obviously have to be selfless in our actions, but being able to focus on ourselves and that relationship with God at the same time of like, Lord, this is where I want to improve. Help me. Like I'm yes. so imperfect. Help me. Right. Yes. Like, because without him, we can't do anything. Just like it says in John 15. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And it's, <clears throat> it all, it all comes back to, like you said, our, our relationship with God, you know, we can't be fruitful without Jesus and, and without our relationship with him. So, yeah. And comparison is the thief of joy, everyone. So mm -hmm. follow, yep. follow those practical tips towards the beginning. And, um, and really just, just pray, just fall into that relationship with the Lord. And, you know, he, he sees you and he knows you and he loves you more than you can possibly imagine at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to share a verse from John 15, the last one that I'll share. Um, yeah. It just kind of makes everything come full circle here with our, um, with our discussion. So um, John 15, just as we said, it talks about remaining in Christ, right? And that he's going to give us all of our desires in his time and the way he wants to fulfill them. Um, and so this is actually, so verse 
15, 9 through 12 was my husband and I's wedding um, gospel. And I didn't really, honestly, like all this whole full circle, John 15 came to me in September after we got married. Anyways, mm-hmm. this, this verse says, I have told you all of this. So told us everything so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Um, mm-hmm. Our priest talked about that verse um, in his homily um, just during our um, wedding mass. And so, um, yeah. The Lord tells us to remain in him and to um, bear fruit with him. Because if we do this, like, just as he says, is that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. There's another reminder that this is where our joy is coming from, is from the Lord. Um, So, yeah, just rejoicing in that. Rejoicing in the fact of, like, God wants this for me, right? Like, just as he said, he knows and he sees us and he desires relationship with us. So, um, we have this freedom to choose where we're going, right? <laughs> which, which, which way are we going to go? Are we going to choose Jesus or are we going to choose our own worldly comforts? So, um, yeah, kind of leaving you with that. <laughs> Just yeah. that's what God wants. So choosing that because it's what is going to lead us to the most joy and happiness and peace. Nothing else in this world. I'm learning this to be, I'm learning and working on being detached from the world because nothing in this world is going to bring us true joy. So, yes. um, rejoicing in the fact that God is joy. <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, before I forget, because Karen always ends up reminding me, I don't know how I always forget, but I do. <laughs> um, so we do our, what is your like holy spontaneity moment? Mm. Um, so if you need time to think, I can start. Mine's really simple this week. So um, this week, my holy spontaneity moment is, Yesterday, I wasn't sure if I was going to have time to make it to daily mass um, because I really had to get home after work and and cook and like meal prep for like today's lunch and all that sort of thing um, and eat dinner and, you know, finish eating dinner with enough time to fast before mass. Yep. So I got home and I was cooking and I cooked a lot of things. I mean, like I cooked pork and plantains and rice and like all, so it was like a full meal. Um, and I sat down and yeah. ate it and I daily mass was at 7 PM. Um, and I looked at my phone and I was done and it was six 30 and I was like, I, man, I guess, I mean, I can, I can go to mass or I guess I can, I don't, I mean, I, I wasn't planning on it because I was cooking. So I can just like finish this episode of new girl and like, just, you know, not worry about it. And I looked at my phone again and I just got this feeling of like, go to mass, go to daily mass. You have the time. I need time for you to get to daily mass. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yep. So that's yep. my holy lady moment. Very, um, very simple this week, but God made time for me to get home, cook, eat, plan for tomorrow or plan for today, and then go to mass with plenty of time to pray beforehand. Yep. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, I would say kind of, as you said, God made the time. That's kind of like what inspires mine. Um, Mm -hmm. So just in my season right now, I have a lot going on. It's like finals, like season, you know, um, final projects. I'm a design graphic design major. Um, and so it's projects, not tests, which is nice because I hate studying. So I just have to do the work. Right. And so, um, I got home today. I also have like design, like jobs, like I'm do like contracting things. So kind of like literally entrepreneur is what I am. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so it's really overwhelming. So, you know, just like all of these plates that I'm carrying, um, you know, wife and student and business owner, um, while also trying to, you know, keep the plate alive of the beloved daughter of God, of keeping my relationship alive with God. And like, it's just, it's a lot. If I'm being honest, I'm stressed without outwardly trying to show I'm stressed. <laughs> um, yeah. And also preparing for motherhood. So, so much going on. And so I got home today, um, just like, just almost like angry. I was like, Lord, I never asked to be this busy and this stressed. Like I wanted to like be able to enjoy the holidays, especially Thanksgiving, because obviously Christmas, the, the semester will be over. And I'm like, yeah. just kind of like almost the last week because of my, like the busyness and all these things that I have on my to-do list, I almost like, I'm using it as like this grip at God. And so where I'm going with this is today doing a homework assignment. And I was just so angry because it was so much, I was just long and it's due tomorrow. And I have, I have done, <laughs> but I was just angry. Um, and I had praise and worship music on because I was like, I gotta somehow do better. Well, um, completely unplanned. I, the song, um, I'm going to look it up really quick on my Spotify as I keep talking. Um, the song came on. I'm going to, because um, Jesus, we love you. Um, and it's by mm -hmm. MBL Worship. Yeah. And so that's a song that I've been praying with a lot in this season of life. Um, and so this song came on and I just started bawling. Like I just lost it. I was like, and I went, I have, um, I just got crucifixes from Blessed is She. So that's the one that's on my desk. It was actually sitting over there in my like prayer corner. And I went and got my crucifix and I just held it. And I just looked at Jesus and I just laid all this down at his feet because mm. I was tired of carrying it. I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. Like I'm done. Like I cannot do this anymore. Um, and the fact of like, I can't do this on my own, like coming back to my own words that I said today of remaining in Jesus, like this last week, week and a half has just been a lot, just so much going on, you know, in a, in a good way, in a, in a hard way. Um, and so instead of like, I choose like the, you know, the spontaneity in this is like the Lord just using that song and inviting me into prayer without even like, I didn't say the sign of the cross. I just wept. I was bawling. Yeah. I was just, I had, I was hugging the cross. It's like, Lord, like you're suffering me so much better. Allow me to give this to you. Like allow mm -hmm. me to unite my suffering to you because I'm tired of doing this on my own. Like be here with me. And so instead of, I could just keep going through the motions of, I don't want to do this. I should just not do my homework, take the zero, you know, kind of like this is the mentality of like, I'm done. I'm over it. Instead of doing that, the Lord just invited me into that space. And so which is beautiful. It's what I needed. It's kind of like a, re a reset of just like that weight is off my chest. Like I feel like I can breathe of this to-do list instead of allowing that to be my identity right now of just looking at Jesus on the cross and just eye to eye and just seeing like, you know, the nails in his hands and seeing Jesus um, in his suffering and knowing that the, what I'm going through is an ounce of what he went through um, and he went through it to redeem me. So um, yeah, that's kind of how the Lord was spontaneous for me this week because, well, today, because that's what I needed. <laughs> so wow. I guess that's, that's Jesus for me. Yes, man. Yeah. I, I love that. That's really beautiful. And honestly, sometimes just weeping is the best form of prayer and the form of prayer that you need. Um, yeah. and the one that just calls you to him because, there's there's nowhere else to turn when you're weeping like that 
you're you truly are just okay god like please yeah. you know please um redeem yeah. the suffering of mine yeah absolutely yeah. And, and the last thing i want to say is like only the lord knows these intimate sufferings like i can try to go explain all of this to my husband but like it doesn't make sense like jesus is the only one that it comes first full circle with and so um all I wanted to do was just sit there and look at Jesus. I'm like, I don't want to do my homework. Like, dude, why are you going to make me do this? <laughs> you know, like, um, so yeah, just like rejoice in the fact. Um, I just did a podcast episode about this. And the Lord has also spoken to me a lot with this issue. Is rejoice in the fact that you're his beloved daughter of God. Yes. Rejoice in that. Right. We talked kind of a lot about comparison and maybe um, bringing up the idea of brokenness. Right. Kind of all that together. Right. Mm -hmm. But like rejoice in the fact that you are his beloved daughter. How incredible. Like, it's just amazes me that the Lord wants to run after us. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> okay. Whitney, thank you so much for being on today. I I have to say, I think this is this might be like my favorite episode. Like just, <laughs> just talking about this because it's so near yeah. and dear to um, you know, kind of like a like a punch in the gut of hey, get your life together. Like, get your relationship with God <laughs> better than the way you have it. So um, I really appreciate you you coming on and talking about this. It was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. topic. So um, yeah. would you let people know where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my ministry that I run is Abundantly Yours. So um, that's what God and I do together. That's kind of my little, like, um, stress reliever. <laughs> um, but it's the way that the Lord is calling me to serve. Um, and that desire for me to serve. So Abundantly Yours um, is a podcast. So mm -hmm. look it up, go listen. I have so many incredible guests. Um, shout out to all of them. They're so awesome. Um, yes. Because without them, I wouldn't have my podcast. Yeah, um, we just have so many really topics. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's awesome. So she's so many great. incredible people. Yeah. And it's crazy to hear everyone's stories on so many different topics within the Catholic Church. So that's why I do it, because I need to learn myself and grow mm -hmm. myself. So that's my whole um, my whole um, mission for this is to build community. Um, and then I also have a Catholic shop. So um, rosaries, I have John 15 things coming um, very, very soon. Um, so some John 15 inspired products. Um, I do rosaries, stickers, um, kind of just getting back into this as the Lord is inviting me back. Um, so yeah, Abundantly Yours is where I'm at on Instagram. Um, abundantlyyours.org, Abundantly Yours podcast. Come check it out. Send me a DM if you want to talk about comparison. I would love to um get to know you and pray for you if you have prayer requests so um yeah i'm truly blessed to be doing this with god because um yeah it's brought me so many fruits to be able to share um just a, a sliver of my heart through abundantly yours so yep yeah absolutely and i will put all of this in the show notes for you guys um so that y'all can find whitney a lot quicker um but yeah thank you so so much for for being on um i appreciate it and i hope we get to do this again because i would love to chat with you again about any other topic um yes, absolutely. yeah so. yes right. yes i'll have to have you on my podcast so we'll have to connect yeah. after this um, i would love to yeah, we'll do that okay let's do it yeah thank you so much for having me i'm so thankful absolutely Thanks for listening to Holy Spontaneity. Go ahead and give us a rate and review and download your favorite episode for easy listening on the go. 
Hey, might as well follow us on Instagram too. At Holy Spontaneity. See y'all next time. time.